vibe that you sent for me If God sent me an inquiry about angels And instantly you fell out of the sky With a pair of some angel wings Would you believe in a thing called destiny? So will you live for me or die for me A symphony or play along baby girl like a symphony I'm like Would you live for me? Die for me? Sing for me? Cry for me? Baby if I wrote you a symphony Tell me would you play along? Chicago hip-hop artist Tokyo is the first rapper to drop an album from space. The Save Money Collective number is set to release his much-anticipated major label debut, Worldwide Wave. The album was recorded at Rick Rubin's iconic Shangri-La studio in Malibu, California. This is my conversation with Tokyo. Hey everyone, you are listening to Vocalo Radio. I'm Jesse Menendez, my in-studio guest, Young Tokyo. This is exciting, man. We've been saying this, but the last time I spoke with you was right around the time Wave Theory dropped. I remember you told me what Wave Theory meant to you and you broke it down. You were like, yo, this is all connected. The way your, your, your brain fires off thoughts is connected mm-hmm. to this and that. So on that level, Wave Theory was something that it felt like you had figured out within yourself. Now here's your debut album, worldwide wave do you find now that this is you trying to give that same feeling to the rest of us okay so now i can explain it way better <laughs> so he's like back then i yeah, didn't have back, it yeah I did. so it's wave theory right theoretical everything's theoretical but basically wave theory was electromagnetic like it's like the electromagnetic field that comes off of everything you know our brain our thoughts our body it's just like there's actual energy floating around us so in wave theory that's basically the world i was speaking about is you know the electromagnetic world where, where there's actual frequencies and energy flowing around that we can't see so me looking at the moon like okay well if, if this is all tied together then the moon is controlling the waves which if you believe in the butterfly effect then it's con- controlling everything else around us indirectly so now, Worldwide Wave, I wanted to create this album that tied like the whole world together, this frequency. So you connect the three W's and it makes a wave itself. It's basically this frequency that could be felt all the way across the world, no matter where you're from, what race, you know, language, anything. You know, it's a human thing. And one thing that ties us all together as humans is this earth, our planet. This is our home, no matter what color or any any of that is. So, Worldwide Wave, I was trying to embody this thing called the overview effect. And that's when you break the planet of the Earth. It's what astronauts do. They have an outer body experience because they can see the Earth literally just floating in space. So, everything that happens on Earth only stays on Earth. So, it's a different point of consciousness because you start to see everything differently. And... um, I think that, and I'm almost 100% positive, no matter where you're from or what background or what life you lived, as soon as you go to space or you look can look and break the plane and have that overview effect, it will be the same feeling for everybody. You know, and it's the ultimate high. Like, how much higher can you get than getting going to space? Got the f- 
You are listening to Vocalo. I'm Jesse Menendez. My in-studio guest is Tokyo. So Rick Rubin, I don't got to tell you, this is obviously now your associate, yeah. but for me, this is an individual who's produced some of my favorite albums and has worked with some of the most incredible artists I can think of. The Johnny Cashes of the world, obviously Kanye West, Eminem, the Beastie Boys, up and down. So for you now to be working with an individual like that, first of all, how did you, you said Wave Theory brought you to Rick Rubin, but what was that journey like? How did you realize that Rick had you on his radar and wanted to work with you? I think Heaven Only Knows record, you know, that's how he caught wind of it. And then my manager, Pat, him and uh, Rick's people were like, had been in contact and then they just wanted to set up a meeting. So I went to Rick Rubin's house, kicked it, beautiful. Were you like, it's, I'm sitting it, on Rick it, Rubin's couch. It's, it's crazy, his crib is all white. You pull up, he got a couple Teslas and dish. He got like a range. Some slight, some slight cars, but you walk in, it's all white. There's two bean bags, and there's one couch with two speakers, and that's it. So you sat on a bean bag? I sat on a bean bag, and we sat on a couch. We sat on a couch, and it looks like there should be a TV in front of the couch, but it's just two speakers in a window. <laughs> it's just nothing in his house. And he got magic walls that like push open and ish. And then we sit there, we kicked it. I kind of opened up to him, you know. Because I'm a, you know, I feel very in tune, very intuitive, so, you know, I feel really hard. Um, so I, I explained, you know, my whole vision, even before I knew how to articulate it fully. But shout out to Rick, man, for real. Like, I couldn't even thank nobody more than a lot, him, allow, and my whole team, Catherine, Pat, everybody that's worked with me to truly believe in me and allow me to find out about myself you know before i even knew about myself but i knew you know yeah. i was trying to explain and tell people i can do all this and this is the vision and then you know to actually do it it makes me happy because i'm like i didn't let my people down you know that's and, amazing and they were all right so you know it's crazy you have a member of the save money collective in chance the rapper who famously has been ducking labels since the very mm -hmm. beginning you know he touts being an independent artist so for a lot of us who don't exist in your camp, we're, we just assume like everyone in that crew is going to be independent. What made you want to go on and sign on with a label when you see somebody in your camp who's successful doing it on his own? So this is a funny story. I remember I was like at Coachella and then the day after I'm going to drive to Rick Rubin's house to sign with him. And then Chance calls me and I'm driving with my homie Smoko. We, it's just me and him. He rent, we rented a car. I can't drive. I don't got a license. <laughs> so Smoko's driving all the way from uh, Coachella to Rick's crib or Malibu. And then Chance calls me. He's like, hey, you about to sign with Rick? I'm like, yeah. He's like, don't do that. He's like, don't do it. I, he's like, I'm going to put you on a song with Justin Bieber. Like, don't do it. I'm like, bet. <laughs> like, I didn't second question it or nothing. I'm like, okay. I trust you. You're one of my best friends. Say less. I went to Rick's house. I felt kind of bogus because I was like, I went there. We like they had like champagne and dish, and I didn't sign. And then he's like, man, don't even worry about it. Like, just let me know when you're ready. And then you know the record had dropped, and I waited some time. And then I remember having a crazy dream that that Rick had drove me and Pat down uh, PCH. Uh, that's in California, and it was like a pink sunset. And he drove us, and it turned into Lakeshore Drive, and he just dropped us off at the crib in Chicago. So you felt it was right. So, and then I wrote him a letter speaking about how strongly I felt about my art and everything. And then he was like, I got you. Honestly, I don't regret the situation because more than money, like I did give them my heart, but 
I was able to find myself, you know, in that in that situation. And I would have, you know, everything would have happened regardless. But I was able to find myself in a place like Shangri-La, which is legendary. It used to be Elvis's beach home. He sold it to Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan sold it to Rick. And now there's probably over 70 to 80 years of magic music in there. Did you feel it? Oh, yeah, you feel it instantly. The fact that that's like my dojo now, like... That's wild. You know, I'm, I'm with the best. everyone you are listening to Vocalo Radio I'm Jesse Menendez my in-studio guest from Save Money is Tokyo one of the tracks I want to talk to you about Tokyo is Forever featuring Vic Mensa you have this part in there that I think speaks to what is happening a lot within music there's this crazy celebration of drug culture and then there's this pushback against it right you got individuals who unfortunately have lost their lives to it and then you got other artists who say it's stupid that you glamorize that but you have a different perspective on it in a line that says pop pills so I could feel better mm -hmm. and that's something that I think a lot of folks don't realize that individuals sometimes who participate in this are doing it because the world sucks man we mm -hmm. just want to feel better than we feel right now yeah and then it's also another spectrum that it's just like we're suppressed and, mm -hmm. and suppression isn't the cure that that's one of the biggest things that is on my mind is how modern medicine is not curing anything only suppressing things. So it's like, I, I wonder what happens after a generation of modern medicine that has just just been just to suppress. You know, like what happens to those people when they're older after only suppressing their whole life, never finding a cure? It actually, I think it actually causes the, the thing that in turn they were trying to suppress, you know? And uh, it all kind of ties together. It's like, you like messed up from the jump, like, okay, yeah, life's hard. Okay, well then take these pills. Now you just said suppressing your thing. You but life's still yeah, hard. Yeah, life's still hard. It's not gonna change. So it's like, you well, you gotta try and fix it yourself. Watch a friend get killed right there in front of your face. So how the fuck would you feel? And so I pop pain pills until I feel better. And I'm hustling on. We got that phone bill. And I got me a job, but no, it won't cut it. So I step on that work because the dope will. All we know is now, ladies and skyscrapers. Yeah, it's concrete. Where the kids at? Let me go speak to them. But if you never seen any mountains or the stars, how you ever supposed to know? That's the thing you should reach for. I'm saying though. I was reading how you felt about the release of World Wide Wave and that it felt like like some weight lifted off of your shoulders. Is that how it feels to have this? Hell yeah. <laughs> he says it with his eyes wide open. I can't even. The fact that it's three years later is crazy to me, but, uh, you know, everything happens how it's supposed to happen. And so I created a lot of these songs like two years ago, you know, they're... You know, I started as soon as Wave Theory is over, so I put all this time and energy and magic into it. And then we're going to create the videos like Drift and going to risk my life. It's literally been crazy, so I just want to speak on Drift real quick because I went to Mexico. I wanted to ask you about that. Go ahead, you first. I went to Mexico, and then my mom 
her all her wishes just don't please don't go please don't go because she knows how bad it is over there like she don't even like going back to mexico like and uh and i'm like i gotta go to the pyramids like i gotta do this and she was like don't do it don't do it like everything could call me every day she was fasting when she found out i left i went out there with six or seven people four nights two days before i went on tour tory lanes of europe so i just was like i'm gonna do it and then i go out there the dude that hooks everything up my homie diego he moves to Canada next week, so this is the the only chance we got a contact that can help us out. We get there, we get extorted by the police instantly. Like you know, they t they try and get us money for the drone. We go to the pyramids, get shots. It was like a whole movie. Like we're out there with sixty thousand dollars worth of equipment. Cause they don't even let folks take regular cameras to the pyramids sometimes. Yeah, you can't have a tripod or nothing. So we're going gorilla style, everything like whipping the camera out, hitting the dance move. Dipping out, like, having a drone fly up. We're driving. The police pull us over. He's like, pull over. And then, like, they pull us over. And then he's like, all right, now pull over over there. Like, pulls over even in a darker cut. Pulls us over one more time, like, even darker. And then, like, get out the car. Ooh, give us what you got. We didn't have, luckily, thank God, we didn't have none of the equipment on us. We only had $5 on us. What? And they took that from us. And then just let you go. And then let us go. And then I went back for the cover art. I went back to shoot the the cover art with the spacesuit in front of the pyramids and um what was crazy is i booked the flight and i was gonna stay there because i got cousins out there so i'm just i'm like we stay there one day but instead i'm like no nah, let's just leave like let me not play around we booked the flight we fly in at five in the morning we fly out at 5 p.m the biggest earthquake happens two hours after we leave so if i would have stayed we would have been stuck in mexico <laughs> And th yeah, that was just crazy. And um, you seen the cover art, right? I would like to speak on that too, cause that's one of you know very important piece to me. Because I'm in this it's essentially got that wormhole. Yeah, it's I'm, I'm yeah exactly. It's like a wormhole. It's a, I'm in the spacesuit in front of the pyramid that was built. Now these pyramids were built by people. They found these pyramids and they called it the city of the gods, cause they didn't know how they got there. So that was built by a civilization that existed before ours because the world's billions of years old even though we only date back to a certain bc and they all looked to the uh, stars for these answers you know and that's kind of all they had so it took all of their human efforts to build these pyramids that are so perfectly aligned and then our collective of humans have got to space so it's a human collective effort past and now present so if you think about it, if back then they were going to blast anywhere to space, they would have blasted from the pyramids. Those are the closest things they had to the stars. Now we got spacesuits and my Elon. <laughs> so so we, we in the stars, you know? It's a full circle. And it, it's crazy. I never thought about wormhole, but it is a wormhole. Just a kid at my cousin crib like the fresh prince wrist in the pot eating ramen like it's roof Chris. Nowadays it's who's man's everybody trying to build. You are not my fam. Come out there, jams. See they thirsty for that juice. So take a sip. I swear I got it. Yeah, I hit them with that drip. Cause they be reaching. I see zombies. Hey everyone, you are listening to Vocalo. I'm Jesse Menendez. My in-studio guest is Tokyo. We're talking about his current album, Worldwide Wave. On Swim, the opening track, you kind of talk about seeing it all. 
it ain't about the fame or what the money can get you, the success and all of that. It's about the contribution. And I mm -hmm. feel that strongly in your music. What do you want when all said and done? And I know you got years and years before that happens, but when all said and done, what do you want Tokyo's contribution to have been? So I think about artists like Jay Electronica and Ye and, you know, Andre 3000, like, like these people that did things. And, and especially at the time, like, Love Below is like so... Like, it couldn't even have been fathomed in the style of music, you know? Like, he didn't, it wasn't traditional hip-hop. He was singing all these songs, and then Ye doing the polo and backpack, you know, before the gangsta, I mean, when the gangsta Gucci shit bags, was, you know, pink polos. And then, and then Jay Electronica talking about carbon-dated, melanated, phantom of the chakras, you know? Like, this shit, like, I didn't even understand, but it resonated with me so hard that I went and found out what it was. And so now that inspired me, and I'm making music that might inspire the next person. Except there's never been a version of me with the, all the blends, you know? So when it all said and done, I want to make inform the people as much as I can so that they inform themselves. And it has to start somewhere because we're in the dark age right now. but. Eventually, we will all raise the level of our consciousness and understanding the world around us. And there's art, and through art is one of the best ways for people to actually feel that. Because you could be told it all this time, but you have to actually feel it and see it for you to start seeing the world around you, you know, start changing a little bit. Thank you very much for making time, man. Congratulations, Tokyo. Thanks. It's Thanks, been an bro. absolute pleasure seeing you grow. Yep. See this that deep water, tread lightly, got good carpet, some clean chakras, a clear psyche. I can see everything coming to me like, oh my goodness. I see world tours, fast cars, and big booties. But I'm just focused on my contribution, my contribution. And if I die tonight, just promise me that you listen to me.